guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things health, wellness, lifestyle, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. My name is Hope if you're new, and I'm super excited that you're joining me today. I honestly cannot believe that it's already November. It just feels like time is flying by so fast. But luckily, what comes with a new month is also my monthly reset. So today we're gonna be sitting down to talk all about my November resets, how I start fresh and get back on track for the new month. I'm somebody who's always sworn by monthly resets. I really feel like they just help me stay on track and also get back on track if that's something that I need. I really view it as a time for me to focus on realigning every aspect of my life, whether that be my physical health, mental health, you know, spatially, like what's going on in my home area, everything's clean, everything feels like it's in order again. Monthly resets are just one of my favorite things to do. I like them more than my weekly resets. So I'm excited to talk to you guys more about what I believe to be the pillars of a monthly reset and how you can start to do one for yourself. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and talk about our weekly segments, something I'm loving, something I'm working on, and something I'm doing. Okay, so something I'm loving lately has definitely been grocery shopping. I know that this is something that I've done every week for quite a bit of time now, but honestly, the whole experience of it, especially during the fall and winter months, is just so fun to me. My boyfriend and I will go like every Saturday or every Sunday, and honestly, we just turn it into a whole experience. You know, you get your Starbucks, you get your coffee or whatever before you go. You have headphones in if you want to. We don't usually do that, but I've seen a lot of TikToks of people putting their headphones in while they grocery shop and it being something that they enjoy. But honestly, the whole experience, we've been going to like Trader Joe's and Sprouts and everything. And I was never someone who grew up going to those types of grocery stores. So it definitely is a new experience for me. And I love seeing all of the fun things that they have in store. And I'm also totally influenced by stuff I see on TikTok and Instagram, you know, new products that people are trying out and stuff. And I'm actually going to be making like a little fall pumpkin thing later tonight. So I'm really excited to try it. That was from Trader Joe's. I'm probably going to be posting a TikTok or Instagram reel about it or something, but it's just a really fun time of year. And I think that grocery shopping as a whole is always something that really just brings me a lot of peace. Okay, now something I'm working on is trying to base my life around the idea of bouncing off your momentum. So something I really struggle with is making that initial jump into starting work. Like usually when I start work, I'm pretty okay and I can do it for a pretty long time, get everything I need to do done and have no issues. But where I do get an issue is if I put off doing something I know I need to get done for too long, then it's super hard for me to ever wanna do it. So recently I had like a little self-realization moment where I was like, okay, maybe what I need is to try and build momentum in my life and then just run with it. So actually when I'm recording this, it's about four o'clock here and I've been working all day and I feel like the reason why I'm not tired, I don't feel, you know, exhausted or like ready for the day to be over, I still feel pretty energetic is because I didn't give myself the time to take too long of a break and that's something that I'm definitely really guilty of and I do it too often and I think that it has more of a negative impact on me than it has positive. So this is not to say that breaks aren't good. You should absolutely take breaks during your day if you are able to. I think it's a complete privilege to be able to take breaks during the day. And my biggest problem is that I will take too long of a break or that break really just makes me lose momentum. It makes me lose that sense of wanting to do work because when you're on the break, it's like, oh, okay, like I'd rather be doing anything else except for my work right now. And so that's something I'm definitely working on is just taking that momentum and instead of crushing it with a break that's maybe preemptive, I just lean into work even more. And then when my brain feels like it can't focus anymore, that's when I choose to take a break because I feel like what I fell into doing was taking breaks too early. So I would chop up myself or like my work schedule where I would work for two hours and then take a break and then work for two more hours and take a break. And now what I think I need to actually do is work for four hours and then take maybe of a longer break in between. I'm still phasing it out, but I really do think that I work better when it's 
kind of like consistent. So if I can jump from one task right into another task, I don't lose that sense of momentum and I don't lose that urgency to finish whatever it is I'm doing. And I don't really know if it's going to work out the way that I hope it's going to work out. So I'll update you guys on this after I try this whole method for a little bit longer. And who knows, maybe I'll make a podcast about it if it ends up working well for me. But it is interesting because I feel like I've always operated under the belief that you need to take breaks in order to have the energy to keep working. But I think what my brain is currently doing in this stage of my life is saying, hey, like when we take a break, we are shutting off instead of taking a temporary break. So it just screws me over for the second part of my day, if that makes sense. So yeah, that was probably too long of a drawn out conversation about momentum, but I really do think that it's something that can possibly make a really big impact on my productivity levels. And hopefully, ideally, what I'm hoping for is I will get all of my work done faster in the morning and then be able to stop work earlier. So perfect ideal world scenario, that's what happens. And lastly, something I'm doing is decorating for Christmas. You better believe that it's November 1st and I'm ready to just go into the Christmas mode 100%. Now, don't get me wrong, I love fall, but fall to me is from the months of like August to November 1st. And then as soon as it's over, I jump right into Christmas. I'm definitely one of those people who has their tree up on like November 3rd. So I'm fully planning on getting that all set up. I just find it to be one of the most special times of year. I have a ton of fond memories around the holiday season and I just honestly love everything about it. So I can't wait to start decorating for Christmas and just getting all of that situated. This is also one of the first years that I'm really gonna be able to afford like different decorations. So a lot of the decorations that I use are either things that I've used for a super long time that were hand-me-downs and stuff like that. So I'm really excited to choose some things out that are special to me and create my own memories from things. I'm a definitely a sentimental person. So a lot of what I own is you know, something that was handed down to me. So, and I love that about everything I have, but it's also nice, I think, to go out and get something that kind of you can put your own special feeling in it. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's a difference between buying something for yourself that feels like, okay, this is something that I got for myself because I like it, and something that maybe you like, but it's more so because it's sentimental, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm just so excited about Christmas. I'm excited to decorate especially, and I'm also really excited. My um, partner and I, we always go out for a coffee a lot in the colder months, just because I feel like it fits the mood, and there's one spot that I think is going to start decorating for Christmas, and I'm just so excited to go there, get a little hot chocolate, or like a latte or something and just sit down enjoy the lights and everything I don't know if I mentioned this but I do live in Vegas and so it doesn't exactly get cold here until later like it's still maybe 70 degrees outside and it's November 1st so I don't know how to feel about that but I am excited regardless to just really dive deep into the holiday season and I hope you are excited too because there's going to be tons of Christmas content coming for you guys soon. Okay, thank you so much for listening and just catching up with me real quick. I really enjoy the weekly segments and I know that you guys are enjoying them too and that makes me super, super happy. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's main topic. So we all have a tendency to look at the start of a new month as a chance to start fresh. You know, it doesn't matter if you didn't go to the gym last month, it's a new month, so start fresh. You know, it's that mentality that we carry with ourselves into the new month. The idea of fresh starts and new chances is something that actually has the power to change the way we feel about our situations. And this is absolutely fascinating to me, but people are actually more likely to change their lives if there's a set start date, something like November 1st, so this month, or even something like New Year's Day. And when I stopped to think about this, I had read it in a book, and if I can find the book, I'll link it in the description because it was really fascinating, but I am just... It's, it makes sense, you know, why we choose to have a set date like November 1st, like the first of a month or like New Year's Day. It makes sense why we choose to attach our ability to change to those dates. 
I know that I personally feel like if it's October 25th or whatever like that or October you know 15th 17th or whatever I don't view those dates as dates for me to you know really change my life but when you say something like October 1st or November 1st or January 1st when you say those first dates like that it really does trigger something in your brain that says oh my gosh like this is a new opportunity for me I can really turn my life around I can do this I can do that and I think that that's so interesting and what's more interesting about it to me is the fact that we can really kind of harness that that mentality harness that belief system to work it for our advantage there is something to the idea of a fresh start that just gets us excited but what do we do with it so that excitement isn't wasted that's what today is going to be all about how do we channel and harness that energy of oh my gosh it's the first of the month fresh start how do we take that and then turn it into an actionable plan for us to actually change our lives instead of just hope to change our lives one of the best tips i can give you to really start off any month on the right foot is to do a monthly reset routine and if you've never heard about it before no worries i've got gotcha. you let's go ahead and just jump right into it. Now, there are three components to a monthly reset routine, and other than that, the rest is really up to you. These three pillars are something that I've personally just created for my own life, and I think that they would really work for anyone who tried to apply them into their own lives. The three pillars are as follows. Number one, restock and get organized. Number two, deep clean. And number three, goal setting. In today's podcast, I'm going to take you guys more in depth into each of these pillars, and by the end of it, you'll know exactly what you need to do to secure your fresh start. Okay, number one, restock and get organized. Step one to a monthly reset routine is to really restock everything and just get organized in every area of your life. And this is going to look different for everyone, but the general idea is there. So you're going to head to the store and restock your home with everything you need. And this is really going to be step one. When you're able to look at your home and kind of fill in those gaps, if you're low on toothpaste, you get more toothpaste, you know, like by doing these things at the beginning of the month, you're really allowing yourself to focus on everything else for the rest of the month. So I know that for me, when I have to, you know, buy new toothpaste on a random, you know, Thursday night, it kind of puts a dent in things because I'm like, oh, okay, I wish I could be doing anything else. Or, you know, I guess it's different now because we can just Amazon things and it gets there super fast. But the idea is there. So work with me here. It's it's just the idea that if you have things that you need to get done, any errands you need to run, any prescriptions you need to get filled, go ahead and try to take care of that at the beginning of the month because it's really just going to make it way easier for you moving forward. So if you notice that you're low on soap, give it a refill. If your fridge is looking empty, restock it with all your favorites and just do a quick little grocery run so you're heading into the new month with that sense of a fresh start. Once you've done the practical restocking, like any laundry detergent and like, you know, all those viral TikTok videos we see where people are restocking, you're basically going to want to do that for yourself, for your home, for your personal items, everything like that. And then you're going to take a look at your personal and work lives and give that a quick organizing as well. So when I talk about organizing, I'm not just saying, you know, make sure that your desk is organized and that your kitchen is clean and that you've done all your laundry. It's not always just about that level of organization. I'm talking you want to sit down with your Google Calendar or whatever, you know, calendar management system you use, which by the way, if you want to learn more about calendar management, my previous podcast talks all about time management and how I use time blocking to really make my life more efficient. But that's my only plug here. But anyways, getting organized in your entire life is really what a monthly reset's about. So if you have any last minute to-do list items that you want to just cross off, go ahead and get those done. Get organized. You know, if you have work emails that you need to finish out, go ahead and try to get those done. If you, you know, have things on your to-do list that you need to finish out, go ahead and get those done. The best part about a monthly reset for me is heading into the next month, knowing that none of my previous responsibilities or previous things that I need to get done I have to even worry about. I don't have to worry about any of that anymore because I finished it. It's like helping out your future self in that sense. 
I really want you guys to think of this as your chance to get your home and personal life and work life as organized as possible because when you're able to start a new month feeling organized, you're more likely to carry that organization into the rest of the month than you would be, let's say, like if you started it disorganized. So if you start off the beginning of November feeling disorganized and disheveled and everything like that, then you're more likely to continue that pattern as November goes on. Whereas if you're organized, you stay organized. You guys get it. Pillar number two, the deep clean. Now, I can never seem to stay on top of my weekly cleanings. I will be the first one to say it. Life always tends to get in the way, and by the end of every month, I have a few extra loads of laundry that need to get done on top of dishes that have been sitting for too long, on top of, you know, shelves that are absolutely covered with dust and pet hair. And at first, I think for, or not first, but for a really long time, I was really embarrassed by that because to me, it felt like, oh my gosh, like I should be able to keep my home organized. I should be able to keep it clean. But the truth of the matter is that with school and with work and with managing social life and managing your relationship and trying to take care of your physical health, your mental health. We all have so much going on that keeping things clean can sometimes take a back burner and I think that that's totally okay. But I think we all recognize that feeling like you're living in a messy environment is not necessarily a good feeling and that's not a feeling you want to take with you into the new month. So enter the deep clean before the new month starts, get in there and give your home a really deep cleaning. I'm talking wipe those blinds you never dust and take everything off the shelves before you clean them. And I speak from personal experience, absolutely nothing feels better than a clean home on the first day of the month. And like I said before with getting organized, having a home that's really clean and that feels good and that you feel proud of and everything like that is something that I think that you really carry with you into the next month. So for me, I am someone who really falls into patterns of cleaning. So if I, you know, at the beginning of the month, I deep clean my home and I'm feeling really good about it. So for that next few days or the next, you know, first week of the month, I'm on top of things. I'm keeping things organized. I'm keeping things clean, but then something will happen. I'll get a little too busy at work or maybe I stay out too late or I stay up too late or whatever. And suddenly laundry's backed up and suddenly I don't want to, you know, clean the dishes after I cooked or whatever. I think that that's just something that's really easy to fall into. So for me personally, what works best is setting up like scheduled days throughout the month to do these deep cleanings. And then when it comes time to do your monthly reset where you're doing the deep, deep clean, you can focus on those little things that don't need to be cleaned every month. So for me, that looks like, hey, I'll vacuum every other day. And then on the days I don't vacuum, I'll mop. And on the days I don't clean my you know, living room, I'll clean the bathroom. So alternating like that during the month, like throughout the entirety of the month is really helpful. But I find that no matter what, at the end of the month, I always just want to really start fresh. And normally I'll even like treat myself and I'll get a new candle or I'll buy flowers for the home. And I really just think that it's something that's, I think it's symbolic. I think it's a nice way to just go into the month saying, hey, fresh start, fresh space, everything like that. And finally, pillar number three is all about goal setting. So again, common theme throughout this entire podcast, the new month symbolizes a chance at a fresh start. So it's important that you kick it off with setting new goals that really resonate with you. So sit down with a pen and paper or maybe next to a blank page on your phone or computer. I personally like to get in the headspace to set goals, so I'll browse Pinterest, I'll listen to music that I enjoy, I'll go on a walk. I just do things that make me feel like I'm more connected with who I want to be in life. So after I do those things, I'm usually able to set goals that really mean something to me instead of something that might have otherwise been, you know, superficial or kind of like surface level. 
Okay, so I've talked about this before, but the best goals that you can ever create are what we call SMART goals, meaning that they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. Use this phrase to set goals that are personal to you. It really is going to make such a big difference when you're goal setting. So I'll do a quick example for you guys. I'm sure I have, I think I have videos, I have, I have tons of content about SMART goals because they really are such a game changer in my life. But basically what it's gonna look like is if you want to, you know, I don't know, like eat healthier. Instead of just writing down that you wanna eat healthier this month, you're gonna write something like, I want to cook meals at home, you know, 75% of the time that are made from whole ingredients. You're gonna get really specific with what you want your goal to be. And it makes it even more practical because I personally, the way that I format my goals is I set my monthly goal and then every week throughout the month, I create like a mini goal that I work towards that's gonna help me achieve that big goal without all of the pressure. So if the main goal is, you know, I want to eat well, so that transforms into I want to cook 75% of my meals at home or a majority of my meals at home. I want to exercise four times a week, 30 minutes per session, and I want to do some sort of kind of like mindful meditation at least twice a week. When you get really specific with what it is you want to do, it makes it way easier to actually achieve that goal. And so specific is number one in SMART goals, measurable, something that you're able to measure, something that makes sense. So that 30 minutes of exercise is measurable. Achievable, are you actually able to do it? So achievable, do I, is my body going to be able to do this throughout the week? Do I have the money to spend on food this month? All of those things is going to fall into the category of achievable. Relevant, is it relevant to your life? Is it relevant to who you want to be? Is it relevant to your current circumstance? All of those things make it relevant. And finally, timely, which is kind of implied by the fact that it's a monthly goal. You're going to want to complete that goal by the end of the month. And again, that was a quick rundown of what a SMART goal is. There's tons of information about it online if you're curious about it more. And I'm sure I have plenty of videos on my channels as well if you're interested in learning more about SMART goals. Oh, and also once you have your goals, make sure that you're putting them somewhere where you're going to see them every day. What stays at the top of your mind is more likely to happen. And honestly, guys, that's pretty much all there is to it. I know that that was a lot of information and it might seem pretty intimidating because I know it was intimidating for me when I first started, but the best advice that I can give to you is just to really start and just see how far you get. Because if you got farther than you thought you were going to get, then you're golden. And I think that that's what really matters. I would never want one of you guys not to try something because you're afraid that you're gonna fail at it. Recognize that there is no failing, there's only trying, there's only learning. And honestly, once I made that personal kind of like realization myself, it really just changed my life. So just try completing a monthly reset routine this month and just see how you feel. I bet you'll do it again next month. It honestly is addicting and it just makes you feel so good about yourself and so good about life and that's what's so important. But okay, guys, that's pretty much all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly appreciate it more than you know. Thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your day to listen to me. And I really hope that you're gaining value from these podcasts and that you're able to really live your best life and, you know, go out there and achieve what you want to achieve. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could rate it over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps me out and it also helps the podcast get out to more people who might benefit from what we're talking about. But thank you again for listening. It means the world to me. And I'll talk to you all next week on Onwards and Upwards.